Definitely. Yeah, I love playing for the Thunder. Um, I'll be trying to do whatever I could to get back here and play. Um, chopper, boat, car, cab, Uber, whatever it would be, I'd be trying to make my way to play the game. A uh, little bit of chat about the helicopter. Um, I had a few questions for him. I wanted to get on that helicopter, actually, and try and make my way down with him, but unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, talked about cricket. Obviously, you know, he's just retired from Test cricket, so um, said thanks. Yeah, I was just congratulating him on his Test career and things like that. But, yeah, it was awesome having him around. Again, um, it shows what kind of person he is. Just came down and spent couple of hours with, with the guys that were here training. Yeah, he is a bit Hollywood, isn't he? That's very, very Davey. Um, I, got, I got a line, line bike in today and I'll be doing the same tomorrow night, so I'll be just riding out the gate there as Davey lands. So, um, but I'm glad, they're, I'm glad they're making it happen because I think everyone in the country who's a fan of cricket wants to see B, um, David Warner playing in the BBL and I'm really looking forward to coming up against him. He's one of the best players in the world, has been for a long time now, so... Um, yeah, I'm really glad he's making the trip down to, to be involved. Welcome back to Mornings. That was Gorinda Sandu and Sean Abbott from the Thunder and Sixers, respectively, talking about the Sydney Smash tonight, which David Warner is going to chop it into. Cute little game, the Sydney Smash, but it's got nothing on the Melbourne Derby tomorrow night at Marble Stadium between the Renegades and the Stars. It's a big game for the Stars. They need to win, given the Strikers won last night and jump back into the top four. And one man that's been in great form, both for Tassie and the Stars, is Bo Webster. And he joins us this morning. Morning, Bo. Good morning, mate. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. How are you getting to the game tomorrow night? Just normal car or you got something extravagant up your sleeve? Certainly no chopper into the G there. It'll be a, it'll be a car full of the uh, few of the other Melbourne Stars boys. Not sure if you got siblings or not, but uh, how would it go if you said, "Look, I'm getting out of the wedding early, guys. I've got to go and play a game of cricket." <laughs> I do have one brother, and if he, if and if he ever gets married, uh, I'm not sure he'd be he'd be too thrilled about me leaving halfway through his wedding, since he's my only brother. But no, nah, it's good to have um, Davey in the uh, in the big bash. Like I said, uh, just heard before on the promo there, it's always good to have the. The big boys around, and it makes the big bash uh, even more special. It does, yeah. We want to see all the stars playing, no doubt about that. It's massive tomorrow night, Bo. I don't need to remind you of that, uh, given what the strikers have done this week. A couple of back-to-back wins, it means it's a must-win. Yeah, 100%. And most games are in this 10-game comp. And when you get off to a slow start like we did, we've sort of been treating every game like a must-win since then. And uh, we got on a little run and, and won four in a row. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can finish the last the last two games really well. Um, they're a quality outfit still. The, the Renegades are some really good players and, and obviously Finchie being around his last game or two is going to be uh, up for the fight. So it should be fun. How do you look back on the seasons so far? It's been up and down, uh, as you mentioned. Um, I guess in hindsight, why do you think the start was so slow? Yeah, I'm not too sure, actually. It's a, it could have been a variety of factors, I suppose, with um, a little bit of availability and, and you know, the... The season straight after the the red ball cricket can always be tough to adjust for certain players, but um, you know we we're always confident we could turn it around. We've got a great group of, of players, some really dangerous players, and, and a quality bowling attack with with Mark Steckity coming in, obviously Harris Ralph earlier, um, Nathan Coulter-Nile when he's fit on the park. We're quite a, a potent attack, and, and our batting speaks for itself with that with that middle order especially. So it's always confidence around the group and we knew if we could get a little bit of momentum which is a, a funny thing in T20 cricket you get on a roll and um, like the same with the Adelaide Strikers it can be hard to stop What sort of deck are you expecting at Marble Stadium tomorrow night Bo? It hasn't been conducive to, to great scores so far in, in the BBL No it's, uh, it can be a little bit two ways Marble I've, I've obviously played at the Renegades for, 
for quite a number of years before the stars and you get some wickets that, you know, one eighty's not enough and you get other wickets that are a one forty can be can be a tricky chase. So it's just gonna be depending on the wicket and what sort of prep time they've had, I suppose, with the roof being open or closed. Um the good thing about Marvel is it's short square boundary, so there's always always some big sixes hitting you always feel like you're in the game in a chase, um, you know, but without access those those short boundaries. Ben Bo Webster, Melbourne Stars all round. A huge game for the Stars tomorrow night. They currently sit fifth. They take on the Renegades in the Melbourne Derby at Marvel Stadium. A real scary incident last week uh, with Sam Harper uh, in the Nets. How's he going? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a nasty blow. Obviously, Sammy's had a bit of previous, um, you know, concussions in his career. So it's never nice to see anybody get hit in the head, uh, let alone someone who's had some uh, some troubles with it in the past. But he's recovering well. For more reports, we're getting, um, you know, reports from his partner and his family coming into the group and um, saying that he's recovering well. He's obviously going to miss tomorrow night's game and, um, you know, could be potential to miss the rest of the season. I'm not quite sure where he's at with that, but it was a nasty blow and he's been up and about and recovering and, you know, um, hopefully hopefully he gets back on his feet sooner or rather than later because he's a great man to have around the group, Harps. He's one of the, one of the good kids and one of the good uh, people in this world, and you know, it was really sad to see him get hit and, and be in a bit of trouble there when it happened. But um, no, but all reports he's going well, recovering well, and um, yeah, we're wishing him and his family all the best. Did you did you see it at the time, Bo? I didn't see it. I was actually in the indoor centre hitting some balls, but um, you know, there was a bit of commotion, obviously, as you can imagine, and stopped our net and went up, and um, he was obviously on the ground and uh, asked around what happened, and it, it was obviously a ramp shot that just. Got him in the throat and in the chin area, and um, you know he was on on the ground being attended to by our, our physio. Who did a, did an excellent job, and, and you know in the face of a a bit of a traumatic event, and, and a lot of the boys were sort of scrambling to to see what they could do to help and get the ambulance in and whatnot. So it was a it was a scary five or ten minutes there, but um, you know he's obviously come out of it okay, and he's on the men, which is the best thing. Yeah, thoughts with Sam, and uh, as you say, he's on the men, which is which is good news. Just on a a personal note, Bo, it's been a great couple of years for you at uh, Shield level, both with bat and ball. We saw you play in the PM's 11 against Pakistan late last year. You're just 30 years of age, which in cricketing terms is still really young. And we've seen plenty of players come into their prime in their early 30s. Is, is national representation at the back of your mind in, in one or more than one form of the game? Uh, yeah, I suppose it is for everybody. But yeah, more so, I suppose, when you're when you're performing well and performing consistently, uh, consistently, sorry, and you you get do, do get selected in some um, Australia A or PMs cricket, like I did uh, late last year, like you mentioned, it was a good a uh, good achievement, and one that I was proud of to be in a team with, um, you know, Cameron Green and Marcus Harris and Matt Renshaw and guys that have played Test cricket and and a lot of guys that are on the on the cusp of Test cricket, I suppose. So I was really proud of playing in that team, and um, yeah, it's always in the back of your mind. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you you put enough good scores on the board and you get enough um, interest, I suppose, from the media or from other players saying how well you're going. And it, it is in the back of your mind. But, um, you know, we're blessed with some pretty good all-rounders in this country and, um, you know, a few that are a bit younger than me. But what, like you said, 30 is not too old these days in cricket. We've seen plenty of guys debut later in their career. And, you know, hopefully I can keep keep this consistency up that I have done in the past sort of 24 months and, and keep rolling on with it because I'm feeling really good with the bat and feel like my bowling's getting stronger each week. Um, and, yeah, trying to, trying to offer as much as I can to win games of cricket for the Stars and, and Tasmania. You're getting a bit sick of our mates in WA producing such good all-rounders? 
It's making it hard. It seems like every, every, every time, uh, isn't there? There's a new, there's a new, they're pretty much exactly like that, WA. It doesn't matter if it's an all-rounder or a bowler. It seems like if they uh, they miss a few guys for international selection or injury, another one pops up and they're, they're an absolute ready-made jet. They've got a, uh, a good system going over there, and they're, they, uh, they're a strong team. Strong, strong uh, state, I should say, in all formats. I'm sure you watch the Australian test team really closely. I think everyone's had a thought on selection. What did you make of uh, Steve Smith going to the top and, and Cam Green going in at number four? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose it was a little bit of a surprise after the last you know six months of chat when Davey obviously announced that he was finishing up this summer after the Pakistan test and everyone sort of talked about the, the three big openers that have been you know churning runs for years and years at the top of the order um, and have all had a taste of it at the top of the order I suppose for the national team so it was a, a little bit of a surprise in the last month or so when he's gone up there it's, it's I saw a couple of tweets recently that he's probably only gone up there because he knows he's going to get the most hits against uh, the West <laughs> Indies who brought over a uh, a little bit under strength team, so instead of sitting there at two for three fifty, he wants to get out there and make him himself, which is uh, which is good. But he's he's a gun, obviously. Steve Smith, you can put him anywhere; he's going to score runs. He's one of the best we've ever had. And and Cameron Green at number four is is also been um, elite in, at shield level. His numbers speak for himself when he bats there for for WA. And then you throw in some extra bowling with him and Mitch Marsh in the team. It's a pretty formidable. Formidable uh, eleven, and and yeah, I, I have a I have a feeling they're going to go pretty well against the West Indies. Yeah, he's a shrewd operator, Steve Smith. He's not silly. Just, just off the, I mean, obviously Cam's made all the runs at Shield level, and always sort of the message from selectors to batters has been go back, make the runs at at Shield level, and and you'll get your chance. It hasn't worked out for him. You've done the same thing. You've been knocking up the runs. I think you're only you're only behind Cam Bancroft in the last couple of years for for Shield runs. Does it? Is it a bit? Does it feel like a bit mis- mixed messaging at times if if someone makes the runs at shield level but still don't get the opportunity? Uh, I wouldn't say mixed messaging. No, it's obviously it's obviously your, your currency as a batter and, and currency as a bowler is wicket is to go down to the to shield level if you're coming back from the national team or um, coming up to the shield level is to put runs and wickets on the board and and if you do that you're going to get talked about and, and you get talked about enough you're going to be in some squads and I think the the only tricky thing with this situation is that we've had quite a few test matches away from Australia where we've taken spare batters and um, yeah. and spare bowlers and they potentially missed out on a lot of shield cricket or um, they've been the next one in and missed out on the chance to, to put those numbers on the board at shield level, which which you have to factor in a little bit, I suppose, when guys are, are next in. We've seen it with Scotty Boland being the next bowler in and he's played two or three shield games yeah. this year and um, that sort of thing. So you've got to factor that in, but they're all very, very good players and, and shield cricket's tough, especially at the top of the order. So... The more runs you make and the more um, wickets you can take is only going to enhance your chances of getting in that squad and getting a chance in the national team. One more before I let you go about tomorrow night. As a former Gade, with ball in hand, who do you want to knock over? And uh, with the bat, who do you want to put into the second tier up there at Marvel? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I suppose, well, they're, they're a pretty uh, potent uh, batting lineup. I think. You look, look at Jake Fraser-McGurk's been... In sublime form this year, he looks like he's trying to hit every single ball for six, which is pretty nervy as a bowler. Um, so his see in the back of him will be nice. Um, it's nice, obviously, not to bowl at Quinton, the cock now that yes. he's gone, and Joe Clark obviously going back. So that's a that's a little bit handy for us. But anyone in that top four would be would be nice to get out early and, and get into the middle order and and try and use our uh, our spinners, I suppose, to to um, keep them quiet and with the ball. Uh, I wouldn't mind putting Zant in the uh, in the stands. He's a former uh, <laughs> former star and a good mate of mine. But um, I'm not the, I'm not 
been known for my great play leg spin, so I might have to put it away for a little bit and try and get some of the quicks. But I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good, should be a good match. And Bowler reports a, a big crowd at Marvel. Nah, it's going to be fantastic. Bo, as always, uh, enjoyed the chat. Uh, good luck tomorrow night and uh, good luck in these remaining two matches. Let's hope the Stars can make their way into the finals uh, next week. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers for having me. Have a good day. You too. Bo Webster, Melbourne Stars all-rounder. He's always a good chat, and that message is certainly coming through on the 40 Wings 10. But let's get a breakaway here on Mornings for State Transport. Our people are your solution. And Werribee, Izuzu, Ute, they're making buying cars easy. BP's going to join us after the break. Let's preview this Australian Open. Who's going to win? Who's going to shock us? Who might struggle? And what will be the big story of the tournament? We'll do that with Brett Phillips on the other side of the break.